This is Tim Donst, and you are having the privilege of listening to the Ohio Indy Report. And now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set. And now here is the Ohio Indie Report. And welcome back to the Ohio Indie Report right here on the Trending Topics Network. It's been a long time since I've got to sit down with you and talk about Ohio or Cleveland independent wrestling. Now, housekeeping out of the way that I must do. First and foremost, please go on over to Twitter and follow us if you're not already following us at Ohio Report. And I am there every single day. AIW show tweeting you results on what is going on with the show. There are different people that I know that you can follow because I know many different people that are at these shows, but some people aren't, aren't there all the time, but I'm pretty much your consistent person who, who, who does this. So head on over to Twitter, give me a follow at Ohio report. Even you can follow myself at heavy set three, three, zero. And, you know, just a little, a little more things to talk about. It's 
I haven't been able to produce this show in, in, in such a long time. So my, my apologies to it. And, you know, I've probably lost fans along the way. And uh, one thing that's going on is I'm no longer going to be posting on the old feed, the Ohio Indie Report feed originally, then it turned into Kayfabe Sports Radio, and then it turned into the Ohio Wrestling Network. I am abandoning those ideas, those those ven- ventures, because basically this is the story about how this this feed, or well, the Ohio Indie Report feed started, or even how this show started. Originally, I was a part of a network called, well, this network, the Trading Topics Network. And we formed as a bunch of us getting together, and we all did our own kind of separate podcast. But originally, we were on the format of Blog Talk Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, basically, you know, you got to pay, and then you can only do one show a day. And we actually had seven shows scheduled on the network for everybody kind of had their own day. Well, one of the shows that was on there was called the PKNAH Indie Spectacular, where my friends PK Punk and AH Walker got together and talked about independent professional wrestling and it's what kind of helped bring me in or right around I was getting into independent wrestling right around that time those are two guys that uh, are, are partially responsible for it but basically I was going to these these local shows such as AIW such as Prime Wrestling PWO and I was going on there and my segment was called the Ohio Indie Report or the Ohio Report and you know, I, I said, you know, all the results, and we kind of, like, talked about them a little bit, talked about some of the wrestlers, and all, all that kind of stuff. Well, I know I ended up doing uh, an interview with Justin Labar on one of my sh- on my other shows uh, where we talked about Prime Wrestling and WWE. Uh, this was on Anything Goes back when we were on the Trending Topics Network, and I had Aaron Bauer, Aaron McGuire, whatever you want to call him. He, was, he came on at a small part, and... I was talking to him afterwards, and he was like, you know, I really want to get some some wrestlers on your show. Would you want them? And I'm like, uh, well, sure. I mean, I'm like, it wasn't necessarily my show at the time. It was it was just a segment. So I did one segment of the show one week for AIW. I believe it was Gleaming the Cube, and we talked about the event with Jock Sampson, or I did. And then it was it was featured on the. A-A-M-P-E-K-H in Independent Spectacular. Well, Biggins from AIW, Chandler Biggins, part owner, he said, like, you know, that he wishes that I didn't use uh, copyright music in the background because I think he said they would throw it up on their YouTube. I can't remember exactly. But then it kind of gave me a thought. I'm like, well, I could do the show on my own and, like, do, do like, different all these different things. And, you know, Chandler Biggins gave me the uh, kind of the idea to take my segment on a show and turn it turn it to this turn it to its its own show and this is episode 30 so i have 30 of these out all all of them are on the old feed and i'm actually trying to work to get rid of that bill because i'm paying ten dollars a month for that that feed and i don't use it nearly as much and i'm paying a little bit more than that for this feed for the year because i'm a part i'm a back because this other thing too I, i left the trending topics network at one point and that's when we were on blog talk radio and that's when Kayfabe Sports Radio became became something on this feed or on this former feed because this is on that feed. Uh, so I t- after I left, I took the Ohio Indie Report feed that I got. I started on Podbean and said, "Okay, this is now going to be my network that I'm going to build off and like basically where I can put my other sh- shows such as Anything Goes and NFL Picks." 
And I ended up calling it Kayfabe Sports Radio. And then I brought in a couple other shows and a bunch of other stuff. And then eventually, Trading Topics Network changed formats. They went, they came to Podbean, and I was talking to the guy who was now running it. And basically, I was invited back because now there was no problems because there were some background problems. But, I mean, all those were gone, and then on top of all that... I could bring all my shows and then there would not be a problem with who was going to have what day and all that kind of fun stuff. So then the Ohio Indie Report feed turned into the Ohio Wrestling Network feed. And to make a long story shorter with that, myself and the other guy who was on the feed no longer speak to each other and he stopped doing podcasts. So there was just no use to keep it around. So now the Ohio Indie Report is available right here on the Trending Topics Network. And a lot has changed in the almost five years. I think we're right now about four and a half years that I've done this show. Now, AIW has their own podcast, and I do suggest you to check out. The card is going to change. Fun podcast that's uploaded every Monday. And Monday podcasts, for the most part, at least in the podcasts I listen to, are rare. So those are always the best day to listen to stuff. So definitely head on over to iTunes and check them out. Now, let's get into this show. This this particular show, Chili of the Month Club, and of course that is today, December 30th, 2016, 7.30 bell time at Our Lady at Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. And what we're going to do on this episode is we're going to, <clears throat> we're going to delve into this card, but I have not come alone. I have brought a couple guests, and... This is my promise to the listeners here on the Ohio Inner Report. I mean, I have a lot of shows that I do, and they're all right here on the Trending Topics Network, such as, if you do listen, NFL Easy Picks, Anything Goes, The Rasslecast. Okay, that's... Uh, I technically do have Hanging With Heavy that I do from time to time, too. But I've really neglected this show, and I apologize. So my goal for 2016 is to do more, and... Hopefully, it starts right after this show. And I don't mean this episode. I mean Jelly of the Month Club. Because I think wrestlers, promoters, and everybody, they love reaction stuff. And I'm only here... The whole premise of this show was to promote a show. Have on wrestlers and talk about the show. And maybe have fans on and talk about the show. And, you know, having the wrestlers on was a hard thing for me. Uh, sometimes I don't know exactly what to talk about. I'm going to talk about the show, but I don't, in my own personal opinion, I don't think I'm that great at, with it. But one of the biggest thing was scheduling. Like I'd have somebody I'd want for the show and then not be able to get them. I was trying to get Ricky Shane page for a while and it just wasn't working out for the show. I will try to get Tim Donst for a couple of shows when he was out. I was trying to get Gargano on the show and Gargano was a guy that I always wanted to do something with, and I still technically can. I was given channels to go through if I want to. They have to go through WWE to get him on here, and it's still something I might end up doing to talk about his independent career in Cleveland and especially the end with the whole shebang. But, you know, that was something that I pushed off for the longest time. And then he gets signed to WWE, and by the time I go, okay, I try to pull the trigger on it, uh, 
for first part it was just I we couldn't line something up and then it got to a time where he was contracted and he couldn't do it he'd have to get permission from WWE so with that I do want to I think I want this to become a more fan oriented podcast because now with AIW and the card is going to change like I said big shout out to them to Chandler Biggins to John Thorne I love their show shout out to Steve Guy who's currently doing it but you, you hear the inside stuff now. Now, the, the voice you don't hear is the fan voice in what we think. And I can, I can only speak for so much, but I think there, there are fellow fans out there that would like to come on here, and we can talk about a show coming up. We can talk about a show we just seen. You know, myself, uh, other fans out there that I know would probably come on here, obviously, the two that you're going to hear, Peyton Vince and Dustin Alberti. But also guys like Adam Laporta. Maybe you can get Matt Hackle on here. Caden, the one and only Caden. I, I do want to get on here for a women's wrestling show. I know there's there's people that have, have mentioned to me like, oh, when, when am I going to be on the podcast? And I, could, I want to even eventually get trainees on here uh, because, you know, they don't get a lot of time to talk. They're, they're not booked as much, so let, let's get their voice out there. And when I listen to The Card is Going to Change not that long ago with Aaron Bauer, you know, he he wanted trainees to always get out there and do podcasts. So I have an open invitation to any trainee who wants to be on here. And we could do either a reaction show or we can talk about a show coming up and you could help help promote it. So if anybody's out there who's listening... I would love to have you on. Oh, and you know what? I mean, I'd still like to, like I said, I'd still like to have wrestlers on, but I don't know when we're going to do it. I think I want to get the Jollyville Fuckets on because on a side note, a personal note for myself, um, like I really, if you've ever listened to this show or you, uh, back a couple years ago, I really wasn't a fan of the Jollyville Fuckets. I was, and I didn't hate them. It was just, I'm like, I don't get the connection with them. I don't hate, like something's missing. I'm like for me to them. And eventually I did start to connect with them. And I actually called Nasty Russ, Nasty Nate, accidentally on the show a couple times. And that was always that had always been a joke. Well, after listening to the Jollyville Fuckets on an episode, on an interview of another episode that was once on the Ohio Wrestling Network, they said that the name Jollyville Fuckets came from a fantasy football team. So I took that up and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to name one of my fantasy teams the Jollyville Fuckets. And that was two years ago. And I won the fantasy championship that year. And less... Uh, past summer or towards the end of the summer they came back to AIW and I said oh for their return I'm going to name one of my teams the Jollyville Fuckets and they won a fantasy championship so I'd love to have them on here and uh, 2017 I'm not going to say is going to be the greatest year for the Ohio Indie Report Uh, I even might even change the name because the controversy of the whole indie I-N-D-Y versus I-N-D-I-E is something that has really got to me. But I don't know what to name this. This is, this segment turned into a podcast has been called the Ohio Indie Report for a very, very long time now. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just, just rambling here. But let's, let's go back to the card for today's Jelly of the Month Club, The Gift. That keeps on giving. We are going to see Britt Baker versus Swoggle, Eddie Kingston versus PB Smooth, the Carnies, formerly known as Team IOU, versus the Jollyville Fuckets, Sanjay Dutt versus Joey Janela versus the Laredo Kid versus Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, 
Mike Tolar versus Sean Schultz. Alex Daniels with no strings attached versus M Dog 20. Matt Cross for the AIW Intense title. BJ Whitmer with the Duke versus Dominic Greeny. And of course, the absolute title match Josh Prohibition versus Ray Rowe. Now, I'm going to take you back to one week ago, right before Christmas. And I do have to say that because there's some things that come up that are before Christmas. Uh, I sat down over Skype with Peyton Vince and Dustin Alberti. Now, the, the quality of this phone call isn't the greatest. They were using Skype on an iPad and they were in the same room. Well, if you know anything about Skype, there is a little checkmark thing if you go to a desktop version that auto adjusts your microphone. Well, when you're in the app, it just kind of goes at a, at, a, at a default setting or the setting that you would have if you were on a, had just been on your desktop. Well, they hadn't been, he hadn't been, uh, been on his, which was Dominic, uh, Dustin Alberti. Sorry, I got the, the card in front of me and for some reason I said that, started to say the wrong name, but Dustin hadn't been on a, on a Skype call on a real desktop version. So what it does is basically it's going to keep adjusting the volume by itself. And sometimes you hear, the, I don't have the right word for it, but you hear a loud silence. I know there's a word for it, but I didn't go to radio school, and Peyton did, and he doesn't even know. So, I warn you about that, and there is a part that we get into football. And if you want to hear more about football, head on over to NFL Easy Picks right here on the Training Topics Network. But this, uh, it, it does happen a little bit. We talk about the Browns, we talk about the Steelers, and Peyton actually does say that we're going to go 0-16, but since then, the Cleveland Browns have gotten a win. But... This isn't a football podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. This is a independent wrestling podcast. This is a Cleveland slash AIW independent wrestling podcast. So now let's uh, take it over to me from one week ago. All right, we're back here on the Ohio Indie Report end of the year. And of course, I'm being joined by two two friends and also joined by, as always, with Dustin Alberti. Oh, hi, this is uh, Dustin Alberti. Uh, and uh, with me. No, is... hold on. no, 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 no. I, I introduced you in. Just you. Oh, <laughs> just me. I'm sorry, guys. Some technical difficulties. I've been drinking. Actually, it's all starting to hit me right now. Anyways, guys. Yes, I'm Dustin Alberti. Hi, how's everybody doing? It's good to it's good to talk to you again, Justin. It's been far too long. About six months. We we only do two shows a year. I know it's crazy. <sighs> but but it's it's okay. I uh I I do plan on doing more shows in 2017. Starting doing more fan reaction shows. Oh, I'm all about reacting. Because I think that that's an element missing. Because AIW has their own podcast, so like they don't need us necessarily, but we can get fan reaction of how a show went down and what we thought of everything. But that's not what we're here for right now. What we're here for right now. We're here for Jelly of the Month Club, and uh, we also have returning to the Ohio Indie Report, uh, Peyton Vince. Hey, that's me. What's going on, guys? I am Peyton Vince, and I am in Dustin's house. Live in studio. In his studio basement, live on the <laughs> code. We had to censor it. Edit that. I'll try to remember. 
And I actually had to do the math. I didn't realize that it was actually six months ago that we like that we did it for like absolution, right? Yeah, it was roughly six months ago. Yeah, wow. six months ago. It feels like I talked to you guys before that over the internet, but instead, I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. Six months ago. This year's going by quick. And you know what? 2017 is like not even like a week away almost. It's so weird. I'm getting old, but I'm young. Another year older. Another year older. Isn't that like a song? Uh, it's in a million songs, man. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, this will definitely get posted closer to, yeah, like next week will definitely be the new year. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Next week will be the new year. So, since then, I'm going to start us off fresh and say, hey, everyone. Happy New Year! Happy 2017. No, it won't be 2017 yet, you idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people listen to this before the show. The show comes out, which is on the 30th. Okay, now we're making sense. Happy almost New Year. He went to school for this, ladies and gentlemen. That's the bad part. That's a really bad part. Oh, yeah. Saying it correctly, Happy almost New Year. So we're here to we're here to talk about Jelly of the Month Club show by AIW on this Friday, Friday, December 30th, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And w- which of these matches should we start off with first? Um, Are we going to do some uh, quick picks, or are we just going to talk about a couple? We'll do the quick picks second, like we always do. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, we, I'll talk about them. Um, I don't know, Peyton, what, what match you want to talk about? You're the young gun here. Oh, what match? Uh, let's actually start off with... Uh, uh, since I brought it up before we started recording this, how about we bring up Mike Tolar against Sean Schultz? Why? Why? Why not? Let's just that's start it off. The, no, that's not one of the three matches we agreed to to, st- to start off with. Oh, I thought we were doing quick picks. My no, quick picks are second, Peyton. See, I'm the young one here. Oh. All right, let's rewind. What I meant to say which I completely said weird. It didn't come out the right way. It was BJ Whitmer against Dominic Garini. I just, I said something completely different and like my mouth said something else. And that seems to be the trend with me. We know. We remember the bad jokes from the last episode. Oh my gosh. There's already been a couple made while I've been in Dustin's studio basement. Like apartment. that one that he's made like five yeah, times. Yeah, I was about to say like that one. Wait, the studio basement apartment. That's not, I, I didn't think that was a joke. I just like saying that because I've like it's been a while since I've been in this. Anyways, <laughs> so BJ Whitmer with the Duke versus Dominic Garini. Yes, yes, that that match. Uh, young Dominic has been looking fantastic since his debut. Mm-hmm. That so, was back in February, right? That sounds about right. And um, I was in that scramble match at uh, Tequila Jacks. What was the show name though? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had the six man scramble. And then they did it again in March. Fullest House. Yeah, that one. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he looks fantastic, and uh, I think that he's been stepping up. He's been stepping up pretty much to every uh, every challenge they've given him. And I think that BJ Whitmer has been around so long, and he's going to really be able to work a match different than he's worked before. It's going to be a match that tells more of a story, I think, than any of the matches he's been in. And this yet is far. the second time against BJ Whitmer, correct? Didn't they have something earlier on this year? I think. I don't think one on one. You might be right on that. But I remember these two at least having some kind of match against each other. Justin, you have any memory of this? It's it's all kind of a blur. It's This whole year has been a blur. You know, speaking of blurs, if I really wanted to, which I'm going to, speaking of blurs, there could have been a Matt Riddle reference about how much of a blur it is whenever you uh, don't pass uh, drug tests and whatnot. But anyways... 
I don't get it. He smokes weed, Dustin. In case if you didn't see his Twitter, he smokes the reefer with was that, fans. Was it have to do with blurring anything? Well, I mean, just memories and what. Just all blur, bro. I, I need to quit using that word, bro, because it's very disrespectful now. But anyways, going back to the actual thing, I don't remember. Like, I remember it being a one-on-one. I think it was either around Absolution time. Maybe, uh, maybe it was that August show. Uh, I can't even no, remember the names. It's the world. Yeah. Or Bloodsport was against... Dom was on it. I checked Bloodsport. I think Bloodsport was the one with Dom against BJ Whitmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You're right. BJ Whitmer did face Dom at Bloodsport. It felt like deja vu, like, seeing that, or, like, not seeing it again, but seeing it set up again, because I thought that these two had uh, something going on, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, that match... Dom lost to B.J. Whitmer. He did lose. That's but I think here. he had him in a submission, and B.J. Whitmer just put Dom on his back. And because it was a rear naked choke, I believe. And then he turned it into a pin. Yeah, I take your word for it. That's what it, I'm, I don't remember the finish, but it does say here B.J. Whitmer defeats Dominic Carini. Then I remember, like, this is this is all coming out of left field. Thankfully, I played baseball. But, like, but... I'm going to miss. <laughs> Again. But I'm pretty sure I remember after the match, like, Dom was just aggravated with, like, with that happening, with him getting pinned in while he had BJ in a submission hold. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Hopefully, jumping to Friday for Jelly of the Month Club, hopefully it doesn't happen again, and he learned from his mistake before, because that's what you do when you're someone young in the business like him. Let's let's move on to another match. The How about the intense title match? Alex Daniels with no strings attached versus M-Dog 20, Matt Cross. This is, my memory is just coming out of nowhere. This was back in December of 2015. It was a show in Brooklyn at Martin Luther Church or some kind of type of name like that. It was No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which was a show with Colt Cabana, Kiko Taro, uh, Cliff Compton. Grado. Grado, Tracy Smothers. But also in that was M-Dog, Matt Cross, against Alex Daniels, and this was before Alex Daniels became the real-life Ben Affleck, or the realist, or whatever you want to consider him, because in other promotions, what I know of, too, he's also the realist, he's the real-life Ben Affleck, he's the intense champion, He's the list goes on. But before he made his change, he was facing M-Dog, Matt Cross, and he had something, a, a very huge change, and that was when he had his injury. Yeah. Eye injury, and now fast forward a year later, and Alex Daniels can possibly get his revenge. I don't think it's just that, it's also within that time period. I mean, it's been a year, Alex has grown exponentially in that year. Like, he last year was his what first or second year in the business? Last year was, I believe, it was the second year, first four years. Yeah, so I mean, two and a half years in, basically, he's already making waves all over the place he's getting booked around the country he's other countries too yeah like Canada. I, I i think that and i think that if there's anybody who knows a thing or two about making waves after not being in the business very long it's his opponent m-dog 20 matt cross who basically the same thing he he's traveled the world he's and all he did was just chip away at it he grew exponentially in his career and he just he's, he's done nothing but grow since and also, they also have the same, not necessarily identical, but they have the same type of style. They have the athletic slash, they're not afraid to take a risk if they need to type of style. Because 
Like, I remember back of December 2015, when this match was announced, I was looking forward greatly to it because I could know what kind of potential these two would have. And I'm looking forward to it once again this year coming up on Friday. And I would, it would be easy to say that last year, Alex Daniels had his last match of the year against M-Dog. I'm correct. I don't think he wrestled at all the rest of that year. No, take some time off. Yeah. And now this will be his end of the, end of the year match again this year. Unless he has a booking on the... No, I don't think if there's any bookings on New Year's Eve and not any shows that run that day. Very, very poetic. And Alex has... He has grown within within the past year. This is... I He has grown way more than he has his entire career prior to this point. Like, this is... Like, obviously, this has been his best year. And all his accomplishments that he's done we've mentioned championships but also the last person to pin johnny gargano in independent wrestling is alex daniels he's also also possibly one of the most important things that he is he has teamed up with gregory iron and that, that's a power move right and, there and what do you mean and veda scott and, oh, yeah, and raylan and, and, and yeah yeah yeah, all of them, but mostly the sexual icon Gregory Iron. Fashion, fash, fashionista. Fashionista. I was gonna say fashion icon, but that didn't make sense. But fashionista. He is a fashion icon too. I wish this show was last weekend so he could spoiled Rogue One. I I know, I know. That'd have been that'd have been fantastic. I wanna uh, spoiler alert, guys. They steal the Death Star plans. <gasps> I was really looking forward. I'm just not gonna. Lie. Spoiler alert! Just watch the the crawl for A New Hope. Yeah, literally. That's that's exactly what it is. Anyway, this, I, I think this will be a great match and a great way for Alex Daniels to end 2016. He could be in the championship match next year. Oh, easily. Easily. He could be a double champion next year. He could be one of the, he could be, I think, the first ever double champion if he plays his cards right. And I mean, you also said, I, I'm thinking when you're saying double champion, you're also hinting at oh, the yeah. absolute title, not just the tag team No, yeah, I was, I was hinting at the absolute title, but you're right. The tag titles are definitely With a possibility as well. So he could even be a triple crown champion. All at one hold time. Hold them all at once. He could be Alex Daniels, the intense champion, one half of the AIW tag team champions, and the absolute champion. He's going to need a bigger, like, bigger like, waist or something else. He has to. He's just going to have to have like a bigger suitcase too when he travels. Like, Could have a title for each of his abs. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to make more titles if that's the case. Uh, before we go any further and talk about another match, let's let's talk about predictions for next year. Uh. Let's go with Gauntlet for the Gold. Who do we think is going to win Gauntlet for the Gold next year? This past year, it was... Prohibition. Yeah, Josh Prohibition. Let's start with you, Peyton. Uh, I really don't want to state... It seems to me that who I think is going to win the Gauntlet is going to be Tim Dodds. Something's missing between Tim Downs and Josh Prohibition, and I'm also assuming that's what's going to happen if Josh Prohibition holds on to the title until Gold for the Gold and past that. And because it just seems like previously at Hell on Earth, his last show, and it was Tim Downs against Josh Prohibition and the fans bring the weapons match for the Absolute Championship. It just seems like something, like it seems like there was unfinished business. And I feel like Tim Downs is going to have to work his way to get another shot. And I think he's going to do so at Gauntlet for the Gold in 2017. I don't know about Gauntlet for the Gold for Donst. But that would make him, what, a three-time Gauntlet for the Gold winner? Uh, 
sounds right. No, two times. Did he was it two times? He won going into Absolution 8, right? That was the one with Nixon? Yeah, he, well, he won that one, but he didn't win the Gauntlet that year. Gauntlet was won by... I thought Gauntlet was won by Gargano. Yeah, the Gauntlet... My first Gauntlet for the gold was won by Gargano because that was his big return. RSP won Gauntlet 10... Yep, I remember that one. Dance won Gauntlet for the Gold 9. Uh, Dance won Gauntlet for the Gold 9. Dance won Gauntlet for the Gold 8. That was a great one. That was a fantastic one. Then Josh won 7. Oh, yeah, Dance won 6. So he won Gauntlet for the Gold 6 and 8. And then next year's would be 12, correct? Oh, yes. So if you really want to go into a numerical pattern, every year Dance has won Gauntlet has been at an even number. Six, eight, and then maybe twelve. Okay, Giants. Giants, San Francisco. I mean, also whenever New England seems to be undefeated, it looks like the New York Giants from football ends up defeating them and winning a perfect season. No, I was I was meaning the even year thing. That that was that was the that was the San Francisco Giants, and they did they did it t- twice. They didn't do it a third time this year too. Yeah, but instead the Indians were around. Yeah, they were. And then the Cubs won a year after they were predicted to after the Back to the Future thing. Yeah, they did. Let's not talk about that. Trust me, I'm very disappointed just as much as you are. Shut up, Steelers fan. Steelers fan, but in the end, I'm still a Cavs fan and an Indians fan. Mm-hmm. Since this is just recent and we're talking about the Indians, I am loving the Edwin Encarnacion signing that just happened just about a couple of days ago. But I mean... This is a wrestling podcast, and you got me going off on the Indians because, in return, you called me a Steelers fan. And it almost football season's over with. It's already done for the Browns. But anyways, 0-16 is probably going to happen. 0-16, baby, number one draft pick. Why are you people so excited for that? Okay, okay, quick, quick, quick. Because I want you to look at number one draft picks and how much they change franchises. Look at the Lions. They went 0-16. Yeah, look at, look at Tim Couch and Courtney Brown. Look at Jamarcus Russell. Yes, you have bust, but talk about recent. If you want to. At RG3. Oh, he was second. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was second. Andrew Luck was somebody who definitely helped out when he came out in the same draft as RG3. Look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff, exactly. And and I'm not saying quarterback. I'm even saying J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a a once-in-a-lifetime. But I'm saying number one best college player overall. That's what I want. But this is that's the... that's why we no 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 don't give me that's the Browns because this regime the people that have picked have only picked one year now without saying anything prior to that one year tell me how they're gonna screw this up we're 0 and 16 with all those great draft picks no, well we're 0 and 16 also because we have three years of number of uh, first round draft picks that aren't on the team now please tell me how one year that they have th- this regime has drafted. That's it. One year. How, why they're going to screw this up without saying they're the Browns. They drafted, because guess what? They were the Raiders too. They drafted pretty well, but in the end, Derek Carr, if you want to compare the Raiders, he was not a number one overall draft. He was somebody that fell and the Browns passed up on and they should have taken. No, shut up. I'm saying they were the Raiders because everyone said they were the Raiders. They were the Raiders. They suck. They suck. They're the Raiders. Now they're the playoffs. Now tell me. Tell me because you are, you're ignoring the question. They have Michael Crabtree. <laughs> how 
how are the Browns, after one year of drafting with this regime, how are they going to screw up the number one pick? You know what? This is going to be my answer, Justin. I'm going to leave it at this. I'm not going to say these are the Browns. These are the ones that are, like, they're the Browns. But I want to say this. Come April of 2017, which is almost four months away already, once they make their draft picks, you're going to get all excited, okay? You're going to get all excited. Oh, yeah, they took so-and-so. They took Mitch Trubisky with the number one overall pick because they needed a quarterback. Such a horrible choice, by the way. Brian Hoyer and get hurt. And then in week three, you're going to be like, oh, wow, we should pick someone else when it comes to the season. But that's all I'm going to say. So no, because what you're doing, no, no, no. What you're doing is you're, you're making assum- hardcore assumptions of how we're going to do and how we're going to act. This team is rebuilding like it's never done before. Rebuilding by losing. Like it's never done before. Are you listening? Have they, have they ever rebuilt like this before? Speaking of rebuilding in number one. No, I'm my, having fun with this. My my choice for Cutler for the gold, the winner, is going to be whoever comes out at number one. That's my that's my hot take for who's going to win Gauntlet for the gold. Speaking of number one, guys. Justin, who do you think is going to win Gauntlet for the gold? I kind of want to go back to the football thing. Brian Hartline. RG3. Oh, and, I, and, and also, uh, Peyton, I do want to remind you that you said Ben Roethlisberger was not going to get injured this year. Yeah, and then yeah, as that, that happened, but it was only for like three. No, no. What, what, you find I, loopholes, but understand you said he is not going to get injured. It's not happening. What injured. happened? Peyton, Peyton, what happened? He got hurt. Oh no! What what list was he on? The hurt list, the IR. Injured. <laughs> he was injured. He was injured. Now, granted, he three also hurt. Bom, bom, bom. No. Surprising. No, no, no. You're, you're trying to like find a loophole. Like, oh no, no. Look at this. Look at no. I'm. RG three was hurt. Yeah, so RG three was hurt when you made that statement, and you tried you tried to prove a point, and I was like, okay, Ben Roethlisberger is going to get injured, and you said, no, it's, gonna, it's not going to happen. And I said, okay, I'll come back when it happens, and guess what happened? He got injured, and right. I came back and said, I was right. Okay, you were right, but going back to the gauntlet, I I I, I changed my winner. My okay. winner. You ready for that? This one's going to be a huge surprise. Edwin Encarnacion? No, even better. Which is really weird coming from an Indians fan. But since I'm giving the Browns some leeway, because I guess I'm being really hard on them talking about the number one pick and how they'll probably fail. Coming out at number 30, not number one. Oh, but, yeah. oh hold on. I'll, I'll go look in your history books about your Steelers and come back to me on that one. Did you hear what I just said, Justin? <laughs> no, no, because I interrupted you on purpose. Yeah, I heard you. But anyways, at number but- 30. Gary Barnage to win Gauntlet for the goal. It'd be the first thing he won all season. Because he lost these last 20 games. And probably by the time this comes out, it's going to be the last 21. He lost me at least one of the four fantasy games I lost this past oh, this yeah. past season. Me too. Yeah. We're in that Gary Barnage. Reflect Gary like, Barnage. Support. I reached for him. We need I reached... Like- I actually picked Gary Barnage and Josh Gordon back-to-back. How's that make you guys feel? And I still made the playoffs. I didn't even make the playoffs. You, oh, you picked Gordon? Ugh. I know. I, I thought it was... Time, you didn't think it was gonna it be seemed like a good reach at the time. Yeah, I think I think you and Le'Veon Bell have been hanging out way too much. And Matt Riddle, probably. <laughs> and Josh Gordon. And Johnny Manziel. But anyways, Justin, who do you think is going to win Gauntlet for the gold? You can't take Tim Dons or Gary Barnage. Or whoever comes out at number one. I can I, technically I can pick whoever the fuck I want. It's a pick. We're not trying to be different. You just pick a pick. Our picks the same. Picks the same. No, but I'm not gonna pick either of them. So who do you pick, baby? I'm gonna go Eddie Kingston. I think I, that that would be a great gauntlet for the gold winner. I almost picked Eddie Kingston, but I decided to hedge my bet by just saying whoever comes out at number one. What if it's Gary Barnage and I got picked at long. number one? <laughs> But if it's Eddie Kingston at number one, then I look like a genius either what way. Scott Hall comes back to AIW, goes into the gauntlet, and wins gauntlet for the gold. What if what if number 30 happens, lights go out, and all you hear is mind-blowing, right? 
Right. How about Jalen? Jalen, huh? Yes. You know, I. I'm going to say, I think that's what I said last year, too. And I I guess I see how I got how I went wrong with it. But I think this year, a girl will win it. Uh, <laughs> girl, which girl it is, I don't know. I mean, I could see Shayna Baszler honestly winning Jalen. Either Shayna Baszler or maybe if Candice was in it, I could see. I, I hope Baszler is in Jalen. I think she'll be. So I'll, you know what? I'll I won't just say a girl. I will say Shayna Baszler will win Jayla 2017. Either that or my my uh my pick as a surprise entrant to the Jayla Prince Iakea. <laughs> Who are you, Peyton? All right. So uh, the ass man Billy Gunn is going back for his second year in Jayla. He's gonna go on to win Jayla. That is not actually my pick. Yeah, and I was about to say. Well, so don't tell me that's your actual pick. Actual pick is, and this is going back. Prince Iakea. No, it's not. <laughs> It's going back to what Dustin said, saying a certain someone could be a two-time champion, but maybe instead he drops his intense title. I'm talking about Alex Daniels winning jail. He came so close this past year. I think he does it this year. Hey, hey, Davey Vega's been close to winning it, too, and yeah. The memory's alone. I miss talking to Davey Vega. We had some good times. We talked about the Indians. You know what? You just reminded me. I have to actually talk to him about the Edwin Carnacion signing. If if the Indians would have won the World Series, I would have said, Davey Vega, I love you, but please never come back to AW again because we've won two championships since you've been gone. And I'm pretty sure he'd stay away, too. Uh, for me, I'm going to go danced. All right. Yeah, I figured that's kind of where you'd go after you said the thing with Jalen or the gauntlet. Yeah, because I was just like, ah, like that made more sense with Jalen because he's the one Jalen yet. That's true. It makes sense. I'll take that. Oh, that would be really nice. What do you guys think about Donst right now? Donst, he isn't on the card. Doesn't mean we're not going to see him because we've seen that happen before. Multiple Several times. times. Yeah. So what do you think? Because you guys have been Donst fans. And I was a guy, I've admitted that I like to boo him. But right now, I don't want to cheer him or boo him. It's it, But it's I, I am liking what I'm seeing. I like this side of Donst, even though he is kind of what I've said before, the John Cena of AIW, where, but now the crowd is like really split. There's a lot more people that boo him, and you still have a good amount of people that still cheer him. I think his character's kind of in like a, kind of in limbo. I, I don't know if he's, like he's obviously being a bad guy. He's obviously a bad guy, but he's not, I, I, I don't think the right way to be a bad guy is to say something to garner sympathy which is basically what he's done whether it's the i had cancer thing or whether it's the my dad and my like his his personal life stuff i understand where he's coming from with it and i see the i i see why he did it i'm just not sure if that's the right way to go about getting people to not like you by saying things to make people feel bad about what's going on with you i think that's i think that's kind of that was kind of the downfall is i don't think the character is based in the right places yet i think once he once he does something harsh enough i think it'll 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 kind of put him either on it'll he'll either put him on the right path or it'll just kind of show that he's just gonna keep floundering where he's at i mean i love i love don so i love his matches but i just think right now there's there's something missing what what Wait. would what would turn him into a full fledged bag? None of the he's not that he's not trying, but like get that that crowd reaction because I feel I mean the most sympathetic person I feel we have on the roster or someone that like everybody loves is Josh Prohibition and 
it was still divided. Well, I think that's because Josh Josh has Josh is going to be there and be a good guy no matter what. I don't think there's any there. I don't think that he has learned something. I think Thompson would have to go after somebody who's more either he's going to have to do something extremely vile to somebody or something. The, uh, I feel like the only person he could do it to is right now one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions. Yeah, that that would be a guy that that it could happen with. I could definitely see that. I think that. So are you saying that he's going to NXT to attack to attack Tommaso 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 Champa and Johnny Gargano um, at the next NXT paper? Is that what you're saying? I take. Um, no, goes back to the no. I just I think that the issue is I I just I don't know who we could do it with. That's that's the problem. I don't think there's anybody in AIW who's been booked weak enough that he could beat up. Oh, no, no. There is one person that he can beat up, and I think it would garnish a heel reaction from the crowd. Caden. Yeah, he beat up Caden. Yeah. I feel like Caden is the only person that Don's could beat up, and then everybody would hate him. That's true. The only way I think that he could really get a... That's, I, I think you're right. I think that's the only real way to get... I, I think that's, that's kind of what Greg tapped into. The only way to really get someone to hate you is by attacking somebody personally, like attacking the crowd personally. And I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say just Caden, but like people that people know, like, and it, not necessarily attack, but show disdain towards or... Someone that shows their snub. emotions behind yeah. it. Like it's like they're prying for all the emotions and that like they're getting the reaction they want and that the crowd... And other fans don't know what to say, honestly, and don't understand, like how Dustin's been saying, a hot take, so to speak. Like, they don't understand how they should react. Should they react one way? Should they believe one side? Should they believe the other side? But I'm going back to the fact where Tim Dons, you were saying before that Dustin and I were fans of him. Notice how I said were. After, like, the heel turn, I, I began thinking, and I'm like, it's very torn. And I'm kind of split with you. Like, I'm kind of doing the same thing you are, Justin. Like, I'm not cheering. I'm not booing. I'm just kind of watching and thinking and going, how should I react to this guy? Should I boo him on the way out, which I did last show? Or should I just be silent and just see what happens? Like, I'm pretty torn. And that was someone who who created the Don section. He had papers everywhere. I know one thing that I wanted to see at Hell on Earth. I, want, I actually wanted to see Don's win. But then I wanted to hear for whom the bell told. Oh, I, I was, you know, I was thinking that was going to happen. I think that, that actually bringing that up, I think another way that AIW could fix the situation with Don's or the way Don's could fix the situation, if he went up against somebody like Nick Gage, or actually, as I'm thinking about it, like a Joey Janela. I think Joey Janela and Don's, if you booked that the right way and if you ran it the right way, you could easily get the reaction you want. I think Janela's... Janelle is definitely quickly, a fan favorite. I yeah, think. quickly becoming a fan favorite, and I think he's gonna it's gonna be a strong fan favorite here soon. Yeah. Let's get into one final match before we get into quick picks, and that is the absolute title match: Josh Prohibition versus Ray Rowe, a back-to-back Art of Wrestling episodes uh, match. We uh, we haven't seen these guys go up against each other in a roughly, I mean, one-on-one about a year and a half now? I think back at Jaylen, maybe? No. Was it, or was maybe it Jaylen this year, maybe Jaylen last year. Last year, last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that was one of the opening round ones because I remember tables being involved for yeah, last year. Jaylen. I mean, I just remember the rivalry that we had with Josh Prohibition and Ray Road. That went almost no. That went about one whole absolution. It's like, Two years ago, Ray Rowe and Josh Prohibition met in the finals with Lewis Linden, the captain of the ship. Yep, I remember that. That was 2015. 2015. Yes. And Ray Rowe ended up winning that. And honestly, as for my prediction for this match. I think it's going the opposite this time, and I think Josh Prohibition retains his championship, but I don't think this is the end for Ray Rowe and Josh Prohibition. I think you might see this rivalry that's well-known through like most AIW fans. They've seen it, they've heard it. I think you see it continue on to next show. I don't think we'll go that far, but we're not getting into picks just yet. Josh Prohibition, Ray Rowe, two, two staples of AIW, especially with Ray Rowe lately since he's he's come back to working in Cleveland and everything. I I think this might be one of the top matches I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that out of every match on the car, this match has the most story behind it. It has the most... I, I You know what you're going to get out of it, and you know it's going to be physical. You know it's going to be emotional, and it's going to... Gonna keep you. It's gonna keep you enthralled with every move. It's gonna keep you engaged. Yes, engaged. That's a good. That's the word I'm looking for. Not enthralled. I don't know. I think maybe that just came to me since we brought up Nick Gage and just it came to me. It just came to me. But like, obviously, I think you're gonna get engaged. You're going to. Well, you're not going to get engaged, but this match is going to engage you. But I think it's going to be not really ruthless, but it's going to be an intense match, and that. Like ever, it's gonna get everyone's attention once again. You're going to, I think, someone that would be one of their first shows for AIW if this was their first show. I think this would definitely be a match that you actually, if you see it, and if you're not convinced to go back yet, I think if you see that match, that would be the one to convince you to come back to the next show. I can see that. It's true. It's damn true. <laughs> we got Kurt Angle, the two-time. Uh, Olympic football medalist Dustin Alberti. That's 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 for wrestling. If you wanted me to, I could have brought my uh, regional baseball. Regional I, I literally, I literally set up a joke just to make with Peyton sitting right here while the while he was talking. Anyways, sorry guys. <sighs> Before we go uh, over the, the the rest of the matches, and make picks. I want to know what your guys' favorite moments of 2017 was in AIW. 16. Why did I say 17? Probably because we're getting into 17. I'm starting to, like, program myself. Yeah, I'm start writing it on paper. So. I'm going to end up writing 2016 halfway through this year. Yeah. Next year. 2016. Favorite AIW moments of 2016. Um, Dan Severn, I think, <laughs> is <Jeez>. amazing. <laughs> Dan Severn legit choking Eddie Kingston out. That's... That, I, I, I love I love that Dan Severn was part of AIW this year. Dan Severn is a legend in both wrestling and in mixed martial arts. And to be able to meet him, and he was so nice, and he was so... He just seemed to enjoy being there. Yeah. Sometimes people come and, like, yeah, they're there signing autographs, and they seem nice, and they're being... But he literally seemed like he just enjoyed being around everything. I really like that about him. Speaking of MMA, how about the 10-second appearance of Ronda Rousey in no, AEW? Actually, that's huge. Yeah, that was... That definitely got a lot of attention, no doubt. Did did all of us get to meet Rousey? No. I did. You didn't get to nope, meet her? I was the only one that didn't. Yeah, you didn't get to meet her. But did you met Tyson, though, right? 
Yes, I did. Okay, you got to meet Tyson. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that moment. That did happen. <laughs> you mean Jason Kidd? Yeah, Jason Kidd <laughs> was there. Oh, gosh. That was a long night. Um, you know what, though? If we're going to... I'm going to pick out a different moment. This wasn't necessarily a wrestling moment. It was when Colt Cabana, J-Lit, night or day two, was recording The Arts of Wrestling, and you had guys like Billy Gunn, Johnny Gargano, Little Guido... Dave the Potato. Dave the Potato. Gregory Iron talking about Ham Dog. The famous Ham Dog. It's yeah. It's guys. But there's plenty more guests. I'm probably missing out on a couple. Um, Hornswoggle. How did I forget Swoggle? Yeah, Swoggle's been a fantastic short-term memory. <laughs> uh, I think you meant to say midget-term memory because, you know, being like, saying short. That's You're, allowed really to say midget. You're allowed to say midget. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's really cool with that. But anyways, going back to that, I think it was part of the podcast. Oh, also, Dan Severin was on that podcast. It's all going for full circle. <laughs> But during that podcast, I think one of the parts that made me laugh the hardest, and it, it wasn't necessarily a like wrestling moment to make it my favorite, but it was when Little Guido got on the microphone and you found out that like there was legit heat with Batista, and he Fuck dropped Batista. The, Batista. Uh, also, if we're gonna talk about uh, getting heat on the microphone, another one of my favorite moments of this year was more recent. It's when the headhunter supposed to go come on ourselves. <laughs> I forgot to do that. That, you know? was, that was fantastic. Okay. Are you guys going to do that anytime soon in 2016, 2017, 2018? And you have to say it the right way. At the, mm-hmm. They said, go come on, go, come on, go come on yourself. My my favorite part was when they they talked about going back to Houston, and then like five seconds later, Steve Guys announced him. Uh, I think it was, it was I think it was Steve. Yeah. Was announcing him on the introductions as from Parts Unknown, and I'm like, oh, so Parts Unknown is from is in Houston. Gotcha. Possible. What about here? Here's another one, and this wasn't a, something that I thought of until now. But what about your least favorite moment from this year? For example, mine was probably when Crime Time pr- cut a promo on the crowd when we told them please come back. Everyone in the crowd was chanting that, and they ended up count- cutting a promo. Shad did, not JTG, but Shad saying that they're not going to go back until WWE wants them to. I think that was, it was funny, but it was my least favorite moment of the year because I felt insulted. My least favorite moment of the year is actually, I was going to say, as part of my favorite moment. I love that they're doing the small shows again. Like they kind of started it last year with uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. And then they're doing it with the Men Around the Lake shows. Three this past year, I think. Yeah. Right? And I love that they're doing it, but uh, one of my least favorite things is Men Around the Lake's prices. Tequila, Tequila Jack's prices are inconsistent and really high. And one time while drinking on Adam Laporta's tab, I got it up to <laughs> I think I can agree with you on the Tequila Jack shows because out of the three Menor shows, I've only been to the one in February. I just had, like, when AIW is 15, 10 to 15 minutes away, you're like, okay, cool. It's right down the street almost. You could take side streets. Menor's a little bit of a drive from where I live in Cleveland. So it's like, do I really want to make the drive? Do I want to spend the gas? It's like all these other factors inside. Oh, oh. poor baby. I think the shows have been really good that yeah. have been on Menor. I missed one of them this year, but they've been really good. I just, I don't like the venue, and I don't like, it's mostly just because of the service. I mean, the venue is a really cool place to watch wrestling at. But and it's also under construction all the time, too, apparently. All the time, apparently. Oh, you don't want to drive, a, you're afraid about driving a little farther. Oh. An hour to get a burrito. I don't know. <laughs> I drive like an, I drive 
close to an hour almost every show. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. mid, maybe it's down to 45 minutes now. I always count from Akron. It was about an hour. I'm technically a little closer now. But still, that ain't that bad. Uh, how about an- another... Uh, I figure someone would say it by now, but another really big part of AWN 2016. And Johnny Gargano's last match. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How could you forget? I feel like he's still there. That is true. Um, it, it, it doesn't feel weird yet that he's gone because it feels like he's still in the back somewhere and that he just isn't wrestling. Yeah, he's not on the show. Right. Like, like, I think after a while it'll start feeling like he's not there. Right now it just feels like, oh, yeah, he's doing Evolve that night. It's kind of how it feels, but instead of Evolve, he's doing NXT. Keeping those tag team titles on for whoever one of his trainees that might end up coming up soon. So then, when he, so then he can just go to the main roster. I think that's I think that's when it'll really hit me that he's in WWE is when he hits the main roster. Yeah, and one thing, uh, even if it's just as part of like the cruiserweights. One but, thing that's kind of disappointed me with the cruiserweights was back when they announced that the division was coming back in September, and you saw like like the like the video the packages net, that yeah. Johnny and Tommaso are going to Raw. Have you seen him on Raw, Justin? Have you seen him on Raw? No one's seen him on Raw. It's like you've got your hopes up, sweet. This guy that I've seen wrestle live within 15 feet away from me is going to be on Raw, but you haven't seen it yet. It's like they grew your hopes up. But instead, I mean, winning the NXT Tag Team titles, that was a great moment too because you're like, that's awesome. Great for this guy. I've seen I've seen him live. I've seen him the last two years. Awesome. Winning, winning the NXT Tag Team Championships in two matches with the Revival that have been my not only feud of the year, but matches of the year. Because I go hard all day, all night. Oh. I go hard all day, all night. You weren't raspy enough. I'm not even going to try. It's not worth losing my voice. I just don't, don't get it. I don't get their theme music. I don't like their theme music. I like, I like their phrase, though. No, no flips, just fists. I got that shirt. Of course you do. You also have a DIY shirt, too, I believe. Yeah, that I wore to the whole shebang. One of only three or four people. Congrats. I don't buy t-shirts. So you, you don't wear shirts at all? I do. I He's just wearing don't a buy hoodie them. right now, so technically he is not Actually, wearing I'm a shirt. I'm not wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a flannel, and then underneath I have a... No shirt, man. What a the hell? Very, a very light shirt that is long sleeve with the hood on. So it's not technically a t-shirt. It's not a t-shirt, no. Yeah, I have a lot of t-shirts. Fashion, guys. I just don't, Fashionista. I don't, I don't wear them. I don't wear them. Any other events that happened in 2017? Because I think I got my two favorites. The Gargano's last match and then meeting Rousey. Yeah, meeting Rousey was fantastic. A lot of people were super jealous of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think since I was unable to meet Rousey, I think Tyson was up there. Definitely Tyson kid meeting him. He was so cool and down to earth, too. Like, it was something you didn't expect that he was going to show up there. And to top it off, he was such a, like, he was such a nice guy. He was cool. Yeah. That made it so much better. On a side note, I met every member or the, the four members of the Hart Dynasty when it was in uh, OVW or FCW. Because okay. I, met, I, met, I, met, I met them all this year. I met Natalia. I met Tyson. I met... Teddy. Huh? Teddy Hart. Teddy. I thought you said heavy. I'm like, no. Uh, and I met uh, British Bulldog's son, Harry Smith. Harry Smith. Yeah, I met, met him at House of Hardcore. Like, all within one year. Um... How about this, guys? Who would you like to see return to AIW this year? Nick Gage. Um, I think I'm in the same boat, Nick Gage. But, Dustin, if you have an idea of who you want to return, let me think about this one for a little bit. Well, not a little bit, but give me a little bit more time. 
I'd like to see Terry Funk return. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to too, and that especially because I showed up late to that show just so I could meet him. I seen him for two seconds when he I think walked up to me in the porta wanting to know where the restroom was. We pointed him to it, and that's the only I seen him. Then he fucking left to go to the fucking bar. He's gone. That was that was the show that my dog went to. I'd like to see. Oh, I yeah, I remember. I remember, seeing, I remember seeing your dog. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Terry Funk come back. Or uh, yeah, I'd like to see him again. I think for me, obviously you're gonna see him this Friday, but I'm, it's down to two. Swoggle, I'd love to see him come back in 2017, which since he's already like full time ish. Yeah, and full time, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. him more often because it. I just find it funny, just the type of guy he is. Like he, if he's wrestling a comedy type match. He makes me laugh, and it's not because it's not—it's no like fun size joke or anything. It's just because he, he has a great personality behind him, and I think also another one would be—I brought him up earlier, Billy Gunn. I think it was funny with his match at Jailet with Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I'd really like to see Billy Gunn return because the crowd when he first came they went through every gimmick he went through and like it was something that made billy gunn laugh and what you don't get a wrestler to laugh too often when you go through his whole entire gimmick and you don't expect to happen either from a guy that was in wwe but that was something that i thought was really cool and i wouldn't mind seeing him come back again in 2017 maybe two or three times a year kind of like how you're seeing with swoggle currently and then move swoggle up to a full-time basis I'll, I'll fine. I'll go there. Davey Vega. Oh, yeah. oh I'd love, I'd to, see love Vega. to see him back. I'm, I love talking to him outside of wrestling, but just talking to him and watching him wrestle too. It's been almost two years. It's back been a while. Lost yeah. his intense title. I think that was it. Uh, and in in the same vein as Davey Vega, ACH. Actually, actually in the same vein as Davey Vega, the Sex Bombs. The Sex Bombs. Gary J. Submission Squad. Oh, it sucks that Pierre Abernathy just retired. Well, that's I I think that the biggest like I I told Thorne as soon as I heard the podcast I think the biggest missed opportunity was the submissive squad and double dare. Yes. And then again, I like the idea. Just they said Angela Lane like all dressed up nice. Sure you do, creep. I love Angela Lane. She's one of my favorites. Not up there with Veda. Veda's number one. But uh, what, what about what about Josh Singh? Yeah, where's Josh Singh? Watching movies. That's what he's been doing. YouTube reviews, too. Yeah, yeah, watching. that's what I'm saying, watching movies. He's doing good at it. Uh, he usually, uh, like, is he going to theaters to watch these, or does he have some kind of torrent site, do you think? I'm saying this very quietly, because I don't want him to get in trouble, because I don't torrents know. are illegal. I don't know what he does. But if I was him, I'd probably end up watching them on torrents at home, so I don't have to leave anywhere. Well, no, it, well it depends. A lot of them, because I'll admit I do torrents, but you're not going <laughs> to... I don't care. You're not going to get a lot of good quality tor- torrents on certain movies, and I don't... Me, personally, I'd rather pay and go to a movie theater and watch it in good quality instead of a cam and that fucking sucks i feel like he actually goes to the theaters guys. Yeah, i think so, it's just yep while we're trying to throw poor poor josh under the bus i'm just saying that if it was me i'd end up watching for example one of my movies that i watched recently about three weeks ago was sausage Party, and it was just three weeks ago jesus christ and i still haven't seen it the the main oh, reason a great movie i've heard is oh i think you'll love it i heard i heard the opposite of that that it wasn't a great movie that i heard it was like a weird movie something that like wouldn't be interesting so i'm like i avoided i avoided it and then it was late one night and i'm like i'm bored i'm gonna watch a movie so i went on one of those torrent sites and uh (gasps) 
Yeah, I know. I do it too, Justin. I don't, guys. I actually went to the movie theater to see it, so. <laughs> but in the end, I think I started this movie at like 1, 1.30 in the morning. I watched it. I think it was the funniest fucking movie I've watched. Just because it's my stupid sense of humor. There's stupid amount of puns. Funnier and, than Deadpool? You know, you're going to hate me for this, but I haven't. No. I haven't. Maybe that's something I need to do sometimes. You yeah. should. It's a good movie. But Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool is better than Sausage Party. I mean, I like both movies, but if I were to put a better than, it's Deadpool. And yeah, so go watch Deadpool. Do you have to? Do you have to like know the backstory to Deadpool? Because truthfully, I no, do it, not. they don't. No. Yeah, they tell you. So, well, well, have you seen X Men Wolverine? No. Damn it! I was hoping you said yes so I could say, well, just forget that because that never happened. Oh well, it never happened anyways. But anyway, uh, yeah, they they trust me. They explain everything that you need to know. I think from Sausage Party, one of the parts that I think were hilarious and Dustin, I know. Spoiler you, alert! Not even spoiler alert. It's just a spoiler line alert when there's just a douche, like a legit douche, and he's like soaking up things. And he just goes, I'm a giant fucking douche. And I just, I popped huge for it. But the first time he soaks up on juice. Right, juice. Then that's the funniest part. Like he was juiced up. But yeah, anyways, carrying on, I don't want to spoil sausage. Carry on, guys. No, you're, you're not going to spoil it because the, the ending, there's two great endings of that movie. And the thing that I love about the last ending, which is not really spoiling anything, is they completely break the fourth wall. I yeah. fucking love it. I, I, I didn't see that coming. And that could also be a pun, too, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell did we get on Oh, movies with the sing. Joshua Singh, come back. Okay, yeah. Joshua Singh, do a movie review on Sausage Party, Sausage Party if you haven't yet. He probably already has. I have to look it up. I would think I don't know. It seems yeah. like that. It seems like that's what he wants to do instead of wrestle. Even though he's a champion in Mega. Newly won too this month in December. I'd like to see Josh come back. Are um, you? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he might come back for Gauntlet. Yeah, sounds good. That that sounds like a solid time to come back if there ever was one. How about this, guys? Who do you want to see making debut this year in AIW? Debut. Somebody who hasn't been in AIW yet. Who you'd like to see in AIW? Um, Rosa Mendez. Ooh. Is she still signed? Yeah, she's still signed, actually. Yes, and I'm, I, she's kind of one of my predictions of being cut in 2017. Uh, Makes sense. Um, so, Rosa Mendez after that. I think for me, it would probably have to be Cody. As Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes? The American Nightmare? Goes by. Yeah, the American Nightmare. From the Bullet Club now. Spoiler alert. Too sweet, bro. Too sweet the microphone. Oh, God. Be careful. Don't, don't knock the microphone over. It almost, it almost dropped the mic, guys. It's been so loud. I'm so happy you didn't do it's it. It's almost the mic drop. Um, I asked the question. Now I don't even know who I want to say. Um, Probably because I took your answer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to see Cody Rhodes real bad. Um, if I had to pick somebody to see an AIW, I, I, compl- I keep telling them Muda, but they won't book Muda. Um... For the longest time, I think I used to say Scott Steiner, but they were like, no. They basically said he didn't draw at uh, GFW, so there's no way we're gonna fucking we're gonna get him in. Okay. Oh, um, I don't think he has. I would love to see uh, Hanson. Hanson would be cool. I'd love to see him in row tag. Yeah, in well, Hans- yeah, that's probably how they would do it. That would be a debut. Huh? I don't know why I didn't give this any thought before I asked the question. <laughs> You'd figure you'd have somebody like set. I know. That's I. I asked the question thinking I knew. Fucking retarded. Um, I got, I'm just trying to think of wrestlers who I've seen recently that I'd like to see. Um, you know what's another good one? And I could maybe lend this to you for an answer. What do you got? 
Desmond Xavier. Desmond Xavier. I don't know if yeah. you've caught any of. I've his seen. I've seen some stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, actually, um, I'd like to see Leo Rush in the AEW. I think Leo Rush could could bring something to the table. Um, yeah. Does anybody got any Memphis wrestlers that uh, Biggins can cross off his list this year? I, I, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. He's free, I think. I think he, he's been free, I thought. One of the two that is released out of a WWE contract on Lita. So yeah. I'm kind of missing out on they, got, they didn't get, like... No, Lita's still there, isn't she? But she, she no, just, I thought she was completely... There's been mixed reports on that one. That's why it's, it's hard for me to follow. I don't I don't look at any type of news anymore. Lita's someone watched, who I wouldn't mind seeing in AIW. I would like to see Lita in AIW. Um, you know, I'd like to see make an actual debut who hasn't actually been in AIW proper uh Derek Direction hasn't been in AIW proper. And I'd like to see Derek Direction in there. I'm a big fan of Derek. Or uh, or Andy Williams of Every Time I Die. They were both on the uh Warp Tour shows. So is John Thorne. Oh making his making his uh coming out of retirement coming out of retirement going right back into a retirement match. <laughs> I would I, Maybe I'd like that's to see a Andy Williams. Like to see debut, <laughs> oh yeah that's a return I'd love to see. John Thorne returning. The passion. What about, uh, 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 one good return. How about Ricky Shane Page? Yeah, RSP. He's been he's been out and about to see if he makes a return. RSP has been MIA. Kind he's of. been in MIA. The ring, in the ring. He's in the been ring. at shows. He's been around, yeah. I just wanted to do it because it was three letters kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, I figured it was just they don't really connect. I couldn't think of anything else. That joke was DOA. Oh, that one was a good one. Uh, a raffle copter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see Leo Rush or Derek Direction or Andy Williams make their proper AEW debuts. I think yeah, that's the best I could think of. All right, let's uh, let's go through the rest of the card and pick who we think are going to win some of these matches. And let's start with, I and mean, we can talk about them a little bit too. Eddie Kingston versus P.B. Smooth. This is another one that I'm really looking forward to. I love Eddie Kingston. I love what we've seen so far at P.B. Smooth. Um... I mean, PB Smooth is a seven foot savage. He's he's very tall. He's tall. And then it's like uh, if you put like you and I, like you up on my shoulders or vice versa. That's about as tall as he is. Yeah, it's about. I can Almost promise identical. you. The first thing Eddie Kingston say is, "This fucking kid's tall." It's like the first thing he'll say <laughs> in the fucking match. Uh, <laughs> or else what he did at uh, Hell on Earth when he was measuring him with his hand. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh. I think Eddie Kingston's gonna win. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what to say about it. I think PB Smooth has a pretty good future ahead of him. He's got the size. He's got the look. He's got the athleticism. He's a pretty decent wrestler from what we've seen so far. I, I think. I think Eddie Kingston wins, but I don't think this is the last time we see PB Smooth. Uh, I'll go a little bit different. I'll go PB Smooth. I have no reasoning behind it. Just be kind of to be different, but peace smooth. And you know what? I honestly think I am going on Team Justin and thinking that PB Smooth wins this one. And I think you see his badass finishing move too. I love that. It's like a choke slam that goes into a sit down power bomb type deal. I love it. It just shows like power. I'm like huge. a bubble bomb? Huh? Didn't Bubba use Bubbery Dudley to do something like that? But like he picked like it's like a choke. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. But uh, it, it's it's awesome. But yeah, I think PB Smooth wins against Eddie Kingston. How about Britt Baker versus Swaggle? Match of the century, guys. <laughs> I thought Swaggle against Tracy Smothers is match of the century. You're able to top this off. And if you go back to the match from the whole shebang, Swaggle's facing off against his dance partner, Britt Baker. Can they dance? I mean, if they want to. This is the the true undisputed cruiserweight champion versus 
a uh, former Raw women's competitor. Uh, for? Women's competitor. competitor. Yeah, competitor. It's late, guys. I'm tired. Contender. Uh, I'm going with Swaggle just on the premise that she always uses Britsburg, and I refuse to acknowledge that city. Uh, I don't think Britsburg is the same city, but uh, I'm gonna She's go. She's from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Yeah, the mayor of Britsburg. I um, I'm gonna go with uh, Britt Baker winning. I don't think I don't think Hornswoggle's gonna win. Well, you think it's gonna come up short? <laughs> Once again, yes. Well, short, yes. Um, either that or it's just gonna be a no contest. I don't think that there's really uh. The only way this match would get better is if we get what we haven't had in a very long time, which I think AW got rid of, is when the two competitors go in the back and then all of a sudden they come out with the third person and the match continues with this third person. I would love to see those two go in the back and out comes Tracy Smothers. Tracy, sell out Psycho Smasher Smothers. Ooh, I have another return I want to see. Tracy Smothers? Eric Cannon. I want to see Eric Cannon come back. Anyways. Yes. Yes, Eric Cannon. I, the slim and trim Eric Cannon. As for my prediction, I think you're going to see the mayor of Britsburg, Britt Baker, beat Swoggle. Another match that I'm really looking forward to, the Carnies versus the Jollyville Fuckets. A match that was supposed to be a little bit different, but I think this is a little bit better. I think it's a lot better. I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Fuckets. I named my fantasy football team for the second time the Jollyville Fuckets because the the name Jollyville Fuckets came from a fantasy football team, and for the second time using it, I'm in the championship game. So I'm going with my boys, the Jollyville Fuckets. Um. I am actually gonna go with the Carnies. I think uh, I think they looked really good at Double Dare, and I it's think that as Team IOU, and I think that uh, I think they're gonna become more regular. And I think part of what's gonna start that is a win over the Jollyville Fuckets. Dustin, once again, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think the Jollyville Fuckets are going to beat the Carnies, and I think Justin Summers, his fu- his fucket finger is going to be limp once again. All I, hey, all I need to do is buy duct tape or buy a new one. Just quit being limp, man. Just trying to live up to your standards. You're just coming up a little. There's not even a pun there. <laughs> yeah, no, there's 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 puns. I, maybe I should stop being so soft. Yeah, S-A-W-O. Off T. <laughs> off. Jeez. Letter off. Off T. Man, you definitely need to be prescribed a certain pill if you're going to be a limp, Justin. But anyways. Fuck it. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, Mike Tolar versus Sean Schultz. Do we start off with this match? Yeah, I this is the match that, that Peyton really wanted to talk about. Super wanted to talk about it. So please, Peyton, enlighten us. What do you want to talk about this match about? Mike Tolar wins. Mike Tolar wins? Yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't want to go into uh, what I did in depth before. It's just I missed, it's just a small world after all. I missed I missed the uh, I missed the last show. Did Tolar beat Briley? Or did Briley beat Tolar? I think Tolar beat Tolar beat Briley, yeah. Oh man. Which started off to be identical to the Brock Lesnar Goldberg match. Someone said the exact timing also. Like when yeah, he they, hit the jackhammer with the pin, it was exactly one twenty whatever. They they killed it. Um I uh also there's Tolar chance of Goldberg. I'm gonna have to go with Sean Schultz wins because I, I don't know how long they could keep Mike Tolar in there. I mean, I could see them doing like a Mike Tolar undefeated streak going into like Gauntlet or something and then getting 
it on. Like, for Christ's sake, man. Get yourself together. I'm not that funny. It's falling apart. Um, but I, I, I think Sean Schultz wins. I'll agree. Sean Schultz. You guys just aren't fans of Mike Tolar. That's how it is. Kind of. It's a microphone, Peyton. You can figure this out. I, I it's a Mike Tolar phone? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try to speed up the process. A four-way match. Sh- sh- uh, Sanjay J- Dutt, Joey Janela, Laredo Kid, and Hot Sauce Tracy Smothers. Tracy Williams. Why did I say Smothers? It is getting late. Hot Sauce Tracy Smothers. <laughs> I see it. I think he, if he if he was a type of condiment, what would Tracy Smothers be? That was a to, that was a topping. I don't even take you being tired as that being. Could have said relish. 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 I like that. A relish, Tracy Smothers. He's, he's, he's he said a relish in the moment. So one more time: Sanjay Dutt, Joey Janela, Laredo Kid, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. That is a that is a four way match to uh, steal the shows. What that is? I'm gonna pick the bad bad boy, Joey Janela. Justin Summers. It's not too often we agree, but I'm also gonna go with the bad bad boy, Joey bad boy Janela. You know what? And it's even even more rare if all three of us agree. But I'm agreeing with you guys and picking the bad bad boy, Joey Janela. And his sweet-ass theme music. Yeah. And with one of the matches we started off with, BJ Whitmer with the Duke versus Dominic Greeny. I I love Dominic, and I think this is this is where he gets his win, and this is hopefully hopefully where it ends. I agree. I think Dom's gonna beat BJ. Duke gonna get his a um. I think he's gonna get his win back. Then we talked about earlier where apparently he lost. I just don't remember at Bloodsport. I said in the last prediction, just last match, that not too often, all three of us agree, but very rarely, even very rarely more than last match, do we agree twice in a row. But I also say Dominic Arini gets his, he he, he gets, he avenges himself and beats BJ Whitmer, probably with the Duke having multiple times interfering. The absolute, or actually the, uh, the intense title match, Alex Daniels, with no strings attached versus M-Dog 20, Matt Cross, I, I got to go with the champion retaining. Huh. You know what? I think that Alex Daniels doesn't need the title anymore. And I think that M-Dog is going to take that title from Alex Daniels. And I think that's going to kind of set us towards what we were talking about earlier, where Alex Daniels is going to be going for another title. Or it'd be nice to see him chasing after a title. So I guess I'll go with M-Dog just to kind of spice things up a bit you know dustin honestly i was gonna be the spicer of this one but apparently you took my spices and i think in return i was very torn because i feel like i think alex can hold on to the title for a while and i don't see him losing it anytime soon and it's something i keep on saying for whatever reason but eventually i'm gonna be wrong and whenever i think he's not gonna be losing it anytime soon if i keep on using this phrase he's gonna end up losing it and i'll be like oh wow he lost it i didn't expect that but in the end I don't think he loses it to M-Dog. I think he avenges himself with the injury that M-Dog previously got him with back of December 2015. And I think Alex Daniels, with no strings attached, ends up winning. And I think you're going to see it with some help from no strings. With no strings attached, you're going to get some help from them. They're just there to root them on. They're not there to cause any type of trouble. So so will there be no strings attached, or you're saying with no strings attached? Like, which which one are we going with? He's getting help. I'm, I'm joking with the, the name no strings attached. This was almost the same thing as Ethan Page against Alexander. And then 
Page versus Alexander, or Alexander versus Page? Yes, that one. I'll ne- I'll, once again, for the second time, I will not get to see my dream match. At least not in AIW. Maybe at Alpha One. No, not at all, because Cedric Alexander's... Oh, that's true. That's true. I think he's Gone. talking about Josh Alexander. He is. Because he's... Well, let's talk about Josh Alexander with Canada. Is there, is there another Alexander wrestling? Um, I'm sure. Obviously somewhere, but that would have been a great match. Page and Alexander versus Page and Alexander. Alexander and Alexander versus Page and Page. You'd have to turn the page. And there he goes. All right, uh, the absolute title match, last match, the main event of the evening, Josh Prohibition versus Ray Rowe. And you know what? I'm going new absolute champion, Ray Rowe. I'm going with avenging his loss at Jaylet Joshua Prohibition with the win. Four-time Chili Gutton champion, <laughs> remaining AIW Absolute Champion. Honestly, earlier when we said our 2017 predictions that Tim Downs is going, I was predicting that Tim Downs is going to win the gauntlet. Therefore, Josh Prohibition has to hold on to the title in order for this scenario in my head to go off and to actually come into play. Josh Pro- Prohibition is going to have to hold on to the title to the Absolution. I think he loses it here against Ray Rowe, but I think he wins it back eventually, maybe even at Gauntlet for the goal. Now, that's a hot take. Hot take. All right, it's it's getting late, and let's uh, wrap this up with final thoughts and last-minute plugs, and I'm going to start with Dustin. All right, final thoughts. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I know that these don't come out that often. Uh, other things that don't come out quite that often, uh, I have a podcast network, uh, the Lakewater Audio Podcast Network. Um, I've been working on a bunch of stuff, and uh, I think what we're mainly going to do now is MMA. Uh, I have a couple ideas for a different wrestling podcast, but it's just hard to get people around for it to do it with me, so... Uh, my co-host Adam Ganim on the uh, MMA podcast. He was moving, so it was really hard to get time. He was uh, kind of pretty much redoing an entire house by himself, so it was hard for us to find time to do it. Uh, we're hoping next next year it's probably going to become a bi-weekly podcast. So look forward to that. Um, you can find. Find me on Twitter, at RevTintin. You can find me on Instagram now. I've yet to post anything, but you can find me on there, at RevTintin. Um, find me on Facebook, Dustin Alberti. Uh, I think tonight on Twitter I'm going to post pictures of my dogs and their new scarves. Do you mean Instagram? Uh, yeah, I'll do it on Instagram. That's even better idea. I'm going to put my dogs on Instagram for everybody. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my plugs. That's what I have to. That's what I have going on. Follow Like Water Audio on Twitter at Like Water Audio, or just at Like Water. Like Water Audio. I think I have full Like Water Audio. I have to look at it. Uh, and then you could like the page on Facebook as well. I think that's it. That's all I got. Peyton, just a suggestion for your Like Water Audio, especially your MMA one. I think you should have your co-host be Matthew Hackle. But anyways. <laughs> But anyways, as for who, my... Who still hasn't added me on Facebook yet. Dude, he deleted me and then added me back, and I'm deleted again. But I can follow him if I want to, but I choose not to. But anyways... <coughs> wow, I just coughed in the microphone. All right, so for plug skis, yeah, I just took a book out of Luke Gallows, if you're curious. 
Um, oh, no, no, we, we got Trust me, we got it. We got it. All right, good. I'm glad. But we used to have a podcast on neosportsinsiders.com, which was another one. It was called Triple Threat Podcast. We have a Twitter up there if you want to feel, feel it. Follow it. Feel free. It's at Triple Threat NEO. But we haven't recorded one for about, it seems like since Absolution, but it's actually been since about House of Hardcore. So back in October. Hopefully we actually changed that, but who knows? If not... <laughs> And hopefully I mean, you actually get an RSS feed. Yes, for for you especially, Justin Summers. But other than that, hopefully we start recording more in 2017. Um, and plus we are piling a good amount of guests when I ended up landing, but that's going to be a secret until we actually get to the recording processes again. Other than that, check out my articles on neosportsinsiders.com. That'd be under Peyton Vince. Just scroll down to the author page. Hopefully I could have something rather soon about the Indians. It's kind of slow right now with them being in the offseason. I do not care about the Browns, so I won't be writing about them. You could see me occasionally tweeting about them. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, which would be at Peyton Vince. That's P-A-Y-T-O-N-V-I-N-C-E. And then also that'd be the same for my Facebook. Make sure to check me out. And I've also wanted this goal that I want to hit 1,000 followers on Twitter before 2017. If you guys can make that happen, I'd be so happy. I'm only like like 15 away. But other than that, that's the end for my plugs. That's bullshit. I'm still like 72 away from 1,000. Dude, I've worked on that since sometime in high school. And that's also on following a lot of kids from high school, too. I'm so far away from 1,000, guys. But yeah, if that could happen, I'd be really happy. And I think that's going to be my goal by seven by seventeen twenty. Well, I'm going back in time. I have two hundred and ninety four followers, I guess. By twenty seventeen I want a thousand followers that are at least one away. Other than that though, that's the end for my plugs. That's about it. That's well, all I got. Well, the Ohio Indy Report also has a uh, 1,217. Well, we're beating me. That's true. Uh, in, in closing, guys, Prince Iakea for Jayla 2017. In closing, Matt Hackle. I don't know how many Twitter followers he has. I'm blocked by him. I know that. Probably ask Greg I was legit blocked by him when he started Twitter. I like, even... I, I'd heard he had a Twitter, and I went to go follow it, and I said I was blocked. I didn't even know he had a Twitter. Matt, Matt Hackle has 11 followers, if you guys were wondering. How many oh. is he he hasn't tweeted since 2015, That's February 2015, and he used the hashtag never give up in his last tweet. Oh my gosh. Talking about how he no longer had 13-inch biceps, now he has 14-inch biceps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're at 22-inch pythons now. Much times as he hits up the gym now, that's why he's not tweeting. Otherwise, Justin, I'm passing it to you now. Kind of like uh, Matt Riddle will be passing something too, but... All right, and, uh, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Oh, and there you have it. Myself, Peyton Vince, and Dustin Alberti giving our two cents on Jelly of the Month Club as well as things going on in AIW in 2017, who we think is going to win the gauntlet, and Jaylet, and a lot of other fun stuff too. But today is the day, December 30th, 2016, Jelly of the Month Club, the gift that keeps on giving at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets will be available at the door. Obviously, general admission only because the first row normally sells out pretty quick. We will see Mike Tolar versus Sean Schultz. BJ Whitmer with the Duke versus Dominic Greeny. Sanjay Dutt versus Joey Janela versus Laredo Kid versus Hot Sauce. Tracy Williams. The Carnies versus the Jollyville Fuckets. Eddie Kingston versus PB Smooth. Britt Baker versus Hornswoggle. Alex Daniels with no strings attached. 
versus M Dog 20 Matt Cross for the AIW Intense title, and Josh Prohibition versus Ray Rowe for the Absolute Championship. And that's not all. 2017 is right around the corner, quite literally. AW already has two shows announced and one got announced within the past 24 hours and we're gonna come back february 17th 2017 7 30 bell time for walk the plank are obviously at our lady of mount carmel 1355 west 70th street cleveland ohio and mark your calendars for march 11th because girls night out 19 will be coming to our lady of mount carmel like i said saturday march 11th and names on the flyer are alexia nicole Britt baker veda scott ray lynn vanity faye jackson solo darling kyra hogan and the aiw absolute women's champion the queen of spades Shayna baszler and hopefully in this year 2017 i'm able to come up with more shows for you to listen to we can get back to what is the ohio indie report and letting you know what what's going on in aiw and of course please follow myself follow the show follow the live tweets on twitter at ohio report you can also follow myself at heavyset330 and go on over to itunes and like and subscribe and leave a review for the trending topics network we really do have tons of great shows for you to listen to such as nfl easy picks the Rasslecast, Anything Goes, All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, Tuts Experience, Squabble Box, One Up Clubs, Heads Up, Lou, Chat, CFL Easy Picks, Hanging With Heavy, What's On Fight, Eurovision Showcase, and Legends On, Siren FM. If you don't listen to any of those shows, let me give you a quick description on all of them. Uh, NFL Easy Picks, obviously, talk about NFL. We have... Rasslecast talks about wrestling. Anything goes. It's a group discussion podcast of me and a couple of my friends. We get on Skype and we just talk about random type things. That's why anything goes. All beer inside. Similar thing, but created by Canadians and they do it while they're drinking. European Uppercut, a wrestling podcast. The Tuts Experience, a podcast from an Englishman and it's his kind of like his personal journal podcast. Squabble Box is a show on Siren FM that is simulcasted. Uh, we, we throw it up on the Trending Topics Network feed. Also a show on Siren FM, like I mentioned, Legends on Siren FM, where the host picks one artist and plays a bunch of his songs and even has a live cover of some of the songs. One Up Club's Heads Up is a video game podcast. Lou Chat talks about Lucha Underground. CFL Easy Picks, well, NFL Easy Picks is talking about NFL. CFL Easy Picks is talking about the CFL. Hanging with Heavy. Now, I was once, and I'm still kind of am, but the show is on hiatus, a member of the AllWrestling.com Week in Review. And Hanging with Heavy is just an interview podcast where I take people from that show and we sit down and have a conversation. Haven't had one show in a while, but the show is listed. We have What's on Fight, where the hosts go over shows that are on the fight app a lot of the wrestling shows that are on the fight app and some of the more in localized independent shows and goes over them and last but not least the eurovision showcase is a podcast about uh eurovision in the uk and europe we have hosts from all around the world and there's a lot of different shows to listen to and it's we try to make them fun so please you listen to this show some of the other shows we have right here on the Trending Topics Network. 
Now, without any further ado, I am going to wrap this up, and I hope to see you at the show, at Jelly of the Month Club, at Walk the Plank, at GNO. And I'm going to give a quick shout-out to a show that I recently started listening to, and they're supposedly going to be at the show, but I don't know what they're going to listen to this, and that is Kick Out at Two. One of the members of that show is planning on coming. I haven't heard what's going to happen, probably with the snow. I'm guessing he won't, but really cool independent wrestling podcast and they do interviews uh, Chandler Biggins was on a recent episode I loved it uh, Jollyville Fuckett's also on a recent episode Aaron Epic on a I think a somewhat recent episode and I'm a huge fan of Aaron Epic from when I first started watching independent wrestling and he was at a show locally and uh, Veda Scott friend of the show and a woman that I quote went on a date with back in 2014 I believe it was so please please check them out like them, follow them on Facebook, all that kind of fun stuff. Kick out at two podcasts. But this is the Ohio Indie Report, and hopefully we will hear from you soon, and we'll be talking about Jelly of the Month Club and how the show was, and what grade, maybe we'll do a grade system of how we, we view the show. So thank you for listening. No, that's not how this goes. It's been a while since I've done this outro. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and this has been the Ohio Indie Report. Fat 